0: Okay, I'm gonna. We're starting off this episode today with an easy question. Okay. Just, just, I like just, easy just a simple one. Okay. Actually, that's that's sarcastic. It's not an easy question. Oh, it's not. Oh. <laughs> I, know, I was gonna lead you down, but then when you said I like easy questions, I felt too bad to like lead you down the road. So okay, now I feel like I have to be honest. It is not an easy question.
1: Okay, <laughs> I really didn't know this. Once again, I want everyone. Oh to Oh my know gosh! Stop. Don't, stop. Every
0: yeah, yeah. We all know.
1: But we what if
0: this is someone's first episode? <laughs> you know I get annoyed that you want everybody to know that because I mean okay. cause to me you're such a verbal genius and it kind of just shows it off like yeah I had nothing to prepare and I just come up with all no, these no, no, really no, no, no. mean things it like that to
1: say. and that's very nice of you to say I mean it more <laughs> of like so that people realize the surprise that I feel is, is authentic it is mm. I literally thought you were going to ask me an easy question because I don't know and I don't read your notes and I don't listen to you uh, and Wes and Joe prepare for the episode Wes and Joe, who are behind the camera. I want to thank Wes and Joe for being here.
0: Thanks, Wes and Joe. Yep. <laughs> Joe and Wes, Wes and Joe. Okay, so here is okay. the not easy question. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to start out with an easier question. I'm going to lead you into yes. the difficult question. okay. I'm changing my tactic. Deal. As a father, we have three kids, Zion, Ellie, and Grace. We do. Love them. Delights of our life. Yep. Are you a fair father? Nah. Why do? Why would you say that?
1: Um, because I think fairness in the human experience is mostly, if not completely, an illusion.
0: Mm, Can you have an example? Okay, that was a very esoteric answer of yours. It was, it was. Can you have an answer of a time when you you were not fair to our children?
1: Well, I don't think I'm fair with my time, for instance. Mm. I think I give extra time to whichever one needs extra time as I perceive it, which I hope my perception's accurate, but sometimes it isn't. So, um, you know, we got a 14 year old right now who's a freshman, and then we have a 19 year old who's in the workplace, in the workforce, and, and um, they each need their own respective time accordingly. And then one right in the middle who's who's big and, and playing good high school basketball and thinking about college.
0: Frankly, we're also not fair with our finances.
1: Like, no, money, time, <laughs> attention.
0: Truthfully, like, so we have two boys, their oldest, Grace, is our daughter. Yeah. We definitely spend a lot more money on Grace than we do on the boys. Yeah, like, on she's her. into
1: like getting Starbucks on the way to school every morning. And we went to an event recently where someone was saying you could use the same money you use every morning for Starbucks and sponsor. Some incredible children who are in need, and I let her know that we both sponsor kids in need and go to Starbucks because <laughs> I really enjoy going to Starbucks. But I never took the boys to Starbucks. No, you did not. Yeah, only girls. Why grace. do
0: you take? Why do you? Because take-
1: she asked, and she's my only daughter, and I got excited and it right? seemed fun. Like, yeah. Okay,
0: so that's my easy. That's my easy. Don't don't peek at my notes now right. that you're being so uh, convincing I that was, you are not. I was looking at your. I, notes. I saw your eyes went straight to my yep, notes. Yep. <laughs> Men don't think women see where their eyes go, but we can tell. Oh, oh that is
1: a different episode for a different time, but I'm down, let's go there. It was a good call where out. Where are my eyes now?
0: It was a good call out, right? That was really good. Actually. Okay. So that your assessment of fairness leads me yeah. to the difficult question. Okay. Is God fair?
1: All right, uh, Judy here. Let's talk about being healthy. I'm not going to lie. I do not feel like I am a very great example at all. I'm always looking for cracks in the code. What's the cheat? What's the uh, shortcut? All those things is basically how I live. And I wish I worked out more. I wish I took vitamins. I wish I took care of my body more, but I do try to eat pretty clean. And ladies and gentlemen, AG1 has come to my rescue. One little scoop every single day at approximately, for me, it's like 2 p.m. I do a little intermittent fasting, I don't wanna brag. And uh, I first gave it a try because I was looking for a simple solution that would just kinda knock out all of the vitamins and all the nutrition that I needed. And I've been doing it every every single day. Um, I feel really energized. I actually do, I feel strong. I also feel like super proud of myself, and uh, it's a habit, and it's become a really productive habit for me. So this is me on this podcast telling you for real, try AG1. Um, You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com. Uh, backslash in good faith. Again, that is drinkag1.com. Backslash in good faith. Guys, try it. I am so serious. It's actually helped. It really is a cheat code. So there you go. Um, no. He is just.
0: You want to expand on that a little bit or you want me to?
1: God is right. God is true. God is integrity. God is truth. God is love. But um, Some people are tall, some people are fast, some people are short, some people are slow. Um, Life is not fair. The news right now proves life's not fair, God's not fair. Um, There are people in certain parts of the world that are being bombarded, literally, and um, we're not currently, and that's not fair.
0: Okay, I was going to agree with you. I mean, literally, like, my thesis in prepping this episode Mm. really was God is not fair, but he is just, Mm. and getting into that. But then, in research, I came across the Merriam-Webster's definition of fairness. Oh,
1: gosh, yeah. This might change everything, Mr. Webster.
0: Mr. Webster. Miss Merriam?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know, actually. Why would I assume it's Mr. Webster? Right, well, probably because it was written... Webster's dictionaries were started before women were able to write books in our country. But oh my speaking goodness. of fairness.
1: Yeah. Speaking of disgusting. <laughs> right? oh, sorry.
0: But actually I don't know who Miriam or Webster are and if it's yeah. a last name or a first name or yeah. let's let's go with the, the old they them. If so, it
1: is a woman that did that that incredible dictionary, I trust it far more. I just want to say that. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's very fair of you. It's <laughs> not. Towards men. Okay, not. so the Webster's Merriam Webster's definition. Okay. It used to be just the Webster's definition. Webster's dictionary, by the way.
1: Remember? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And now oh, it became yeah. the
0: Merriam Webster's.
1: What happened there? I'm looking Any, at our producers, they have no answers either. Okay.
0: They don't know the etymology nope. of the dictionary. Wes and
1: Joe and Joan West <laughs> okay. have nothing to say, which is bizarre.
0: <laughs> it is bizarre. Okay. So like Joe's doing. You've this. been waiting. Okay, focus. Steroids. We're we're okay. here. Okay. Um, This is the conversation. Yeah, that's right. You can talk to them later. I know they're fun. (laughs) I've
1: known Joe since he was like 10 years old. I know.
0: Okay. How many times have I tried to say the Merriam-Webster's definition of fairness? I think I'm on like seven. Yeah. Yeah. So their definition is free from self-interest, prejudice, or favoritism.
1: Whoa. Um, God is perfect. Mm -hmm. So I think his self-interest is, how should I say, justified. (laughs) Um, and so I, I, that would be the only thing I'd push back on.
0: Free from Mm self-interest? That God does operate with self-interest? Or he doesn't?
1: Uh, if God doesn't operate in self-interest, we're all doomed. Because <laughs> he's the only trustworthy, perfect the, being to ever exist.
0: His self-interest is actually... Is the,
1: in the best interest of all, of, of, all us of us who are riddled with a completely different kind of self-interest.
0: Yes. But in general, that yeah. is a pretty decent picture of who God is, right? He doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't operate just for his own... Man pleasure or from prejudice or from yeah. favoritism, the way that we see or define Well, then favoritism. maybe we need to
1: talk about cultural fairness, that. the connotation <gasps> of the culture when it says I'm the one
0: fairness. with the notes and I know where I'm going. And you know where the next where I'm, place I'm going is? What? Our cultural definition of fairness.
1: We have been married way too way
0: long. Way too long. So with that in mind, because, right, the, definitions of words are so... powerful Powerful. but they also do words do evolve and change over time and i feel like the um the the webster definition of fairness isn't what most people think of when we hear the word fairness like are you fair is it that like you don't most of the time operate in self-interest towards our kids or prejudice or favoritism um but you don't treat them always with divvying out. Anyway, I was about, I was going ahead of myself. What okay. would you say the cultural definition or connotations of fairness? One word, same. Is? Same,
1: same, sameness. We same. Mean, when we say fairness, we mean sameness. In, we want everybody to be the same. We want
0: everybody to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody described it to me, which I thought was really interesting. It's somewhere along the intersection of equal outcome and, sorry, equality of outcome and equality of opportunity. Mm. That's... There is enough opportunity given that people could have the same equality of outcome if they put the same effort, energy, human will, or whatever towards it.
1: Well, I mean, now we're, you know, getting really good definitions here, but I I, I think that's saying a little more than the culture means, but I'm I'm a big proponent of uh, opportunity, giving human beings opportunity. Uh, Is that the state of our world? No. Am I a believer in that? In a lot of ways, yes. Yeah. But but the the idea of of, of hoping that everyone given the same opportunity would have the same outcome is just a really poor assessment of the human experience.
0: Okay, (laughs) but I'm going to push back on that a little. Please. A a little bit. Um, Even if our world was structured in a way that everybody had the same external opportunities, Mm -hmm. we're all so unique and different as human beings that we don't have the same. Thank God. Right? Um, I I mean, I just look at our, our three kids and obviously I think approaching this as a parent is helpful because we love our three kids equally. yeah. And they have had, I mean, one of our kids is just really good with money. Like he okay, it's Elliot. I'll say it since I'm since I'm since I'm breaking on him. <laughs> like we've we have given our kids the same coaching around how to handle finances. They've had the same Green Light app. Shout out to Greenlight and the same allowance yeah. and the same like
1: she gets sponsorship from Greenlight.
0: Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. are like, cute. okay, keep it moving. I actually it's an amazing product. And now it they're is. now they're getting a free sponsorship. Yeah, so that's a good look point. at that. Um but just his the way he sees money, the way he handles it, the way it's not anything that we have given him. It was something that was innate and internal in him. That yeah. He just handles it differently. Oh. And even though his external circumstances have been the same as his siblings, he just he, he like our or our other two kids have like they live like allowance to allowance. They've had the same amount of money. He has thousands of dollars saved up. I don't understand yeah, that's how incredible. or why. Yeah. Right? So Well, I mean that's like yeah.
1: That's like saying, you know, if you give every human being the same paint and the same canvas, um, there's going to be the same outcome. Um, you know, maybe that metaphor breaks down. Of course, it's not foolproof. No metaphor is. But yeah, that's just, you know, what we would lose all of the innovation and art that makes this world so spicy and fun. Um, and I just want to say for the record, not knowing what topic we're going into, you've already said that, uh, <laughs> that by no means by attempting this topic. And all the nuances and variables in it, do you and I pretend to set ourselves up as people who understand individuals all over the world who've had next to no opportunity? Um, you know, I, I feel like you and I have been privileged in an extraordinary way to be given outrageous opportunities, and uh, which which brings us to to this podcast in a lot of ways. So so we are living proof that. Far be it from us to even have the conversation about equal opportunity because we are the result of of individuals who have gotten um, unequal opportunity for sure.
0: Yeah, in in our favor. Yeah, in our favor. In, our favor. Opportunity in our favor. In our favor. In our favor. Um, I think the reason you and I are having this conversation today, the reason it came up, and I know you don't know you don't prep, but you don't know yeah, specific things. Yeah, I like the why. Things, I like the but, why. But we do have it. Actually, has come from a lot of conversations that you and I have had about looking at the world. A
1: big passion of ours. A big
0: passion of ours, and. I I think so much of our fulfillment and our contentment in life has to do with expectations, whether they are met or unmet. Like most of our fights literally come from I expected we were gonna have a date and it was gonna be wonderful and it was romantic, and you expected that we were gonna have more like a working dinner and we were gonna <laughs> I don't know why that's what came to mind. And
1: I think it's usually inverted, but I appreciate that. I will until
0: I was gonna say and we we're and like we're gonna be on our phones and like checking other, oh, other yeah. things, and Oops. I'm like and i'm expecting a like
1: got a good point there a
0: deep uninterrupted personal yeah. conversation and all of a sudden and we didn't communicate it it's not one's not more right than the other yep. but all of a sudden my expectations were unmet and then i'm so disappointed in you i can't help but wonder or think if there's a lot of people in the world right now mm. who have expectations of fairness the way, cult, the way culture defines it expectations of fairness that are leading to deep disappointment because those expectations of fairness are not being met.
1: Well, I mean, I feel so unqualified to make these statements um, and I'm sure you do too. We are again not experts in this area, but can I interrupt but, you before yeah. you
0: and can I like give the punchline for the end of the episode? We're not going to come to the end of this episode with great answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, there like you the go. answering the cosmic questions Probably of the, the of, of the episode. fairness and justice of God and yeah. society and culture. Oh and yeah, get it all done in 55. Who do, we, who
1: do these people think they are?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but our goal is to ask questions, have a conversation, yeah. just bring it up in a sense that we hope that. People's expectations can be realistic and can be met, and that we can end up with a deep contentment and satisfaction in life because our expectations are aligned with who God actually is.
1: And, so, and, and, and a lot of the stuff we're talking about is is relative to the human experience, mm-hmm. meaning it, it really you got to contextualize it. And and for for one person listening, it might be. You know, they're considering a, a a massive property that's a mansion, and the other person listening is thinking, "Man, I would just like to have something to call my own, like a home." You know, and so it's it's all it is all relative, and so we will speak from our own experiences. But this idea um, of uh, fairness and, and and sameness and, and similar outcome is um, is a farce, and I think. Probably the felt need that, that I experience and that we're speaking to is, is, is deep disillusionment and disappointment because without even maybe saying it or expressing it or communicating it to your loved ones or your friends or your roommate or your teammate, we all are hoping, if we're honest, oftentimes by default almost without thinking it through, the emotion we're feeling is deep disappointment because we didn't get the same outcome as somebody else who appeared to be doing similar things we were doing, or worse. Here's the one that really gets me. People who seem to put in far less effort, far less focus, far and, less commitment, yeah. and get results you and I only dreamed of.
0: Which goes to a culture cultural narrative, and this is a bit of a rabbit hole, which is like, I got here because I worked hard. Yeah. Like I, I look at our son who's 6'5", and, and he's doing great on his basketball team. It's like, yes, he can say he worked hard, and he does, but he didn't make himself 6'5" it just kind of happened and and,
1: and strong and big and able to get rebounds and put it back in. And yeah, that, that was just given to him as a gift, (laughs) you know, and there is a lot of that in our society and our culture and entertainment and arts and not, not saying that everybody is not, um, uh, a human being with the God given dignity to be celebrated and loved and valued. But, but, but I think you and I are on a journey. We're on a, or sojourners through this life, hoping that we can be more honest about where we are, more honest about where um, people that we love and do life with are at because of gift, which is another way of saying grace, grace. Yep. God's grace. Um, I was uh, given the the talents and abilities. I don't ever remember thinking to myself, I'm gonna try to be a talker that's so good that people wanna listen, and yet, um, a lot of my life has ended up uh, being that, and I I really like talking, but oftentimes I don't know what I'm going to say next. But I enjoy <laughs> uh, listening.
0: <laughs> also, your your lips that are so perfect and attractive. Whoa, are my favorite thing about you. I love kissing them.
1: Well, I didn't know we were getting into body parts. This could get awkward. Well,
0: no, just you didn't give you didn't earn them for yourself. You didn't give did them not. to yourself. They were. I did not. Yeah. They just came in the whole package. That is true. Of who you are. I think though sorry, that's such a tangent. As well, talking. I love your lips too, by mm-hmm. the way.
1: Yeah. I'm just grateful. I I respect everyone's lips. I'm just grateful yours aren't that like those little like pencil thin well, skinny. I do I do get
0: a little bit of help. You do? Yeah. What do you mean? Just a little just a little just teeny bits of injections filler injection. In did I know that? <laughs> I think so. I mean I've been it's been like Did
1: you guys know that? Joan West, did you know that she gets injections in her lips? You've talked about it? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah oh, talk- so
1: you told Joe and Wes and you didn't tell me.
0: I'm they just. i sure I knew. They just happen to remember. It's yeah. actually been years. Is As I started getting a little older, my lips started getting a little smaller. Okay. It's like, I just want a teeny bit so they can keep their fullness with age. So
1: it's really just a maintenance Yeah, thing. yeah. It's not like a transformative work or anything. Right. Let's okay.
0: Let's call it maintenance. Let's call it maintenance. Anyway. A lot of stuff
1: happening in real time here. <laughs> a
0: lot of stuff happening in real time. But anyway, the... Anyway. Um, I think the work hard mentality can lead to arrogance. It's like, I, I worked hard for this no. and I deserved it. And so because I have more, I'm better than somebody who doesn't, which is such an ugly byproduct of our our work hard cultural mentality.
1: I mean, the, the American dream um, is, is really not an, an entirely true. And yet the American dream is an incredible privilege mm-hmm. that uh, some 300 million people in this country... Um, get to at least consider completely unequally, by the way, uh, with huge advantages and privileges for some and huge disadvantages uh, and unprivileged for, for others. Um, but, but nonetheless, um, I realize there could be people listening from all over the world. It's like what I would give to have a chance to live what is called the American dream. But, but even the American dream is one of the lead dreams amongst countries of the world is it in and of itself untrue. Um, uh, some people work much, much harder And their life yields far less revenue, for instance. Um, And that is uh, very painful to consider, frankly.
0: It really is, which does lead me to, I think, what you were trying to say at the beginning before I interrupted you with definitions of fairness. (laughs) Um, That God is not fair the way that our culture perceives and defines fairness. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we get our picture of God primarily through Jesus, who was God with skin on, God God incarnate, God in the flesh, and how it's revealed in the Bible. Um, I have cheat notes because I've been thinking ahead of time. Don't look at my notes. Um, But can you think of instances where Jesus was not fair the way we define fairness?
1: Oh, I mean, think even who he spends time with. I'm immediately reminded that he takes Peter, James, and John when he's in the garden and uh, when he's in deep turmoil and he asks them to come closer you know kind of away from the rest of the 12 which i'm not great at math and i think judas wasn't there so you know what does that leave eight guys or something i forget yeah. what it is yeah. good job. Eight, is that good nailed yeah. it uh, nope. thank you thank yep. you uh so what you know eight guys don't get to come to the private meeting with jesus only peter james and john mm-hmm. well that's not fair at all um Mary and Martha and Lazarus get to be really close friends that he spends regular time with, and so close that when Lazarus dies, he undies him. You know, he raises him from the dead, and it's and like, how many wow, other people died, died that, that Jesus, didn't get raised yeah. from the dead. Exactly. So uh, Jesus' life and ministry shows the quote-unquote um, unfair time and attention and affection that he shares with some and and not others.
0: Yeah, I think of two parables okay. that Jesus tells. Oh, yeah, the parables. Right?
1: Very difficult to interpret, like you already know. know. <laughs> but give us,
0: the parables are given as an insight into the kingdom of if God You're gonna Listen, if critics
1: are watching this episode, they're going to get you for this one. But God help you when you talk about the parables.
0: I don't I understand the parables. (laughs) Jesus said, don't even. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like, so we know it's. I
1: personally think we should use the parables and then try to interpret the parables to help us in our daily life. Well, some who believe otherwise. Oh,
0: gosh. Now we're really on a tangent. I think that's where parables go wrong, where we try to make. Parables or reality. Say what
1: we want them to say. What we
0: want them to yeah. say, and try to make them like tools and tips for practical living instead of insights into the kingdom of God. Yeah, insights how into God the character
1: functions. of God, Car- the glory of God. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, yeah, Jesus did say the kingdom of heaven kingdom is, of God likened is likened to, likened to. And, and he said
1: likened. He yeah. didn't say it's identical to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So now Sorry. that we've established yeah. the parallels, well, that's important to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, what I, we're doing. No, so. we're going yeah. li- to use the Bible to. To see God. We have to make sure we use it right. I agree. um So one of the parables that Jesus talked to help us reveal how God operates from heaven to earth is the parable of the talents. Yep. Where, Tier, you describe the parable of the talents. You be a preacher.
1: Well, he gives, yeah, he gives to three different employees or servants. He he gives one Three and five, or one, two and five, something like that. Talents, which uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of conjecture in terms of talents were, what were money. Yeah, were they ten dollars, a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand bucks? The the point is, he didn't give the same amount of money to the three different leaders or the three different employees, the three different servants. Yeah. And um, as the parable goes on, Jesus gets to the end, and he's like, now the one guy who got the or gal who got the one talent um, was afraid and buried it in the ground. And when the leader came back, or the, 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 the owner of the company came back, so to speak, uh, and said, yo, where's, where's my um, profit? Where's my investment? Where's, because the guy with five or three, whatever it was, Multiplied it and the guy with two multiplied it, but the guy with one buried it in the ground said, I knew you to be a difficult and any kind of a fearful employer and leader. And so I hit it in the ground and I just wanted to safely return it to you. And he's like, This is ridiculous. I'm going to take the one talent I did give you and I'm going to give it to the guy who is doubled his talent. And he was given more talents originally than even you were. And so it's like all of a sudden your head starts spinning because you're like, Wait. This is what the domain of the king is like. I don't. I don't don't understand. understand. Yeah, and and I think there's much I still don't understand about that parable. But one thing I do understand. Is that if the, the domain of the king is like that, then by definition, it, it doesn't fit it really anywhere in our cultural connotation of sameness or fairness.
0: Yeah. And another parable that I think of yep. that, it, that actually says the same thing, but in a completely opposite way, hmm. is the parable of the, the workers in the vineyard. There you go. Where the some workers came and started at six in the morning, and he said, Hey, I'll pay you a talent, which was yep. a day's wages. And I'm like, Great. And then he came to a group at different increments throughout the day, some at nine, some at noon, some at the very last hours, they only worked for an hour. and they. But he didn't tell them what he was going to pay them. He yeah. just said, hey, whatever is fair, actually, he said, whatever makes sense, I'll pay you. And they said, okay, we trust you enough to work without a contract, basically. Yep. And at the end of the day came, Jesus said, now, what we're going to do is pay the people who work the shortest amount of time first. And he gave them a talent and then the next people with talent. And the people who worked all day, even though they were working under contract for a talent, they were like, oh man, we're gonna get paid so much more because these guys who worked less are getting a talent. And then they got up there and they got their talent. And the response of Jesus as he's telling the parable was, isn't it my money? Isn't it mine to do with it what I I please? Why are you begrudging me because I was generous to somebody else? Mm. Which is very interesting because I think Those are both saying similar things, which is God is not fair, but one is his fairness is in giving everybody the same amount, and the other is his fairness isn't giving people different amounts. Yeah, think of that. Right, like
1: it really makes you think of that scripture: His ways are higher than our ways; His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And I think when we make God in our own image, Mm -hmm. um, you know, prepare yourselves for a heavy term. But there's a level of idolatry there. And I think, um, when you start talking about compensation and you start talking about, there's a level of kind of idolizing, um, compensation and that somehow compensation would fix the problems of the world. Hmm. Um, and maybe just, maybe those parables speak to that.
0: You just talked about two things that are really important about mm-hmm. the idolatry of economy. Mm-hmm. Is what was saying, and then the other is our view of God. Can we talk about the view of God first? And then I want to talk about the uh, the idolatry of economy is can you imagine you and I operate as a parents as parents and we love our children and we want the best for all of them yeah. and that's where you know we we want them to be flourished. we want them to happy we want them to be fulfilled in their relationships we want them to have food on their like we we want these things for our kids but totally. can you imagine if they sat around and held us to say the only way that you can be a good mom and dad is if you treat us all equally. So you took Grace shopping and spent $22 on her at Forever 21, which you just did. A couple, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much you spent on her at Forever 21. It's probably more than $22. It's like a hundred bucks, I think. You got Thank you, sweats. Forever 21. Because yeah. for a hundred
1: dollars, <laughs> right. I got my daughter something real nice. I appreciate that.
0: But can you imagine if you came home and all of a sudden the boys were like, okay, dad, you did that for Grace now, you have to do that for me. And yeah. until you do that for me, I don't think you're a good dad. I don't, think you're good, yeah. I don't think you love me. Your your love for me is on the line. Your, your your character is on the line until you treat me the same way you treated Grace.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be, uh, I think you know, you're, you're the mom, I'm the dad. <laughs> I mean, that would be painful. And I think my explanation would go something like, uh, that's not the way this works. Um, I wanted to do that for your sister. And your time, I'm sure, will come probably in an effort to ease their pain or something, but it may not. We may never go to Forever 21, you and I, um, but we'll go over to other places and there's other journeys for us to go on. But when I took your sister to Forever 21, I didn't mean that to in any way reflect on you. Um, but but can can you celebrate with your sister?
0: Right, like it's it actually had nothing to do with the boys. It actually just had something yeah. to do uniquely between you and Grace in that moment. Totally. And for the boys to look at that and think that has something to do with me. Yeah. I, I, I just think our God is so big and wonderful and loving and kind that.
1: I mean, it kind of falls into that, that category of envy and envy is Mm -hmm. uh, such a, a force in the world. Um, Hey, you got that. You know, it's the, here in the Western world, we have a term keeping up with the Joneses, you know, and it's kind of that it's like man I, I I gotta keep up with the Joneses and if God did that for the Joneses why doesn't God do that for the Smiths right. um and uh man may God help you with that mentality because that 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 envy that says I want what you have by the way envy isn't always diabolical evil and horrible I think there's a very natural thing where you see somebody and you're like Yo, I actually, I actually need to work out. You know, Joe is in really good shape. I actually want to look healthier like Joe. Is that envy? Maybe a little bit. But when it crosses over to it's not fair that Joe is so in shape and I'm not, that's not fair. Now envy has become uh, uh, really a toxic form.
0: Mm. And can you imagine how free our lives will be, and particularly as it relates to our relationship with God? If we can release God from that in our expectations, oh man, that we could trust Him. Yep. Which,
1: and that's, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of expressing your frustration to God. He Hmm. seems to be really comfortable with that and He seems to be okay with that. But uh, I think the resolutions that you and I find with some of the um, disparities of this life is, yo, you're a good father. Like, I trust you. And what you have for me, you have for me. And what you have for him or her or them or they is is, is between you and them. And, and I respect that. And I'll just, I'll stop right here for a little caveat. And mm-hmm. I'll just say, if you want to be the kind of friend that people want, the ability to celebrate other people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what they and God have worked out and accomplished and received and done is... Uh, is amazing. I, I think people, in many ways, have a unique, special, intimate arrangement with God that is uniquely theirs. And respecting that, and honoring that, and celebrating that uh, by way of kind of rejecting the toxicity of what envy can become, you become very attractive to people. You become very magnetic to people. They're like, "Whoa, you just yep. want to hear my successes and you know cool things I got to do with and, cool people and today." And you let That's my awesome.
0: successes be about me. It's and amazing. you don't make them turn around and make them yep. about you. Like that's a really, really. amazing special friend who.
1: So, I mean, is who really doesn't incredible. want that person to be there for?
0: Right. Okay. So our image of God. Anything else you going to say on that? Because you picked up, you you laid down two really amazing things. I picked one up. I yeah. want to pick up the second one, but do you feel good about image of God? Well, I mean Anything that's a ridiculous statement. <laughs>
1: Anything else you want to say about the image of God? Like, oh my As word. Is it related to the answer's yes, and... but no? Let's yeah, what's the second thing?
0: The second thing you talked about was um the idolatry of money. Yeah. Uh to me, who and maybe this is gonna just be okay. am I'm, I'm saying this coming from a place. Of understanding that we, you and I have never lived in poverty, and mm. I mean you grew up in the level of probably borderline poverty, um, but your parents probably hit it pretty well. Yeah,
1: and my grandma Yvonne, grandma Yvonne from Sacramento, um, took very good care of us, and we got Christmas gifts and stuff when times were hard. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it, but it, you pretty were pretty blessed. And as a kid, pretty you didn't feel the blessed. stress and pressure of that. Like your parents, yeah. your Not parents really. absorbed that and took that. Yeah. Um. So I just want to say that with that. So, say what I'm about to say with that care in mind. I've never known a day of hunger mm-hmm. in my life, except for when I was trying to fast, which I don't recommend. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> um, Intermittent fasting. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. you mean spiritual fasting. Yes. Yeah, me too. Or me that too. too. That's what I meant, yeah.
0: But, so I, I, I'm saying that, and I don't believe God wants anybody to be in poverty. God doesn't want any of his children to be hungry. God, God cares about his children. Yeah. And there's enough scripture to, to back that up that we can... We can believe that. Um, But I do sometimes wonder if our culture has come to a place where we think money brings happiness, Mm. money fixes problems. Mm. And so if only we gave everybody equal money, equal opportunity to money, that problems will go away. I know I feel like we're skating on thin ice here.
1: Man, um... Well, my first response is there is in all of us probably somewhat of a willingness to say, yeah, that's probably not true, but can (laughs) I try? Can I see if maybe it's true for me? And I just want to say I don't blame anybody for that, Um, particularly if you have known true poverty. And I I, I think putting Mm -hmm. true in front of poverty is a, Pretty outlandish statement. I think just you know p- poverty is true, and and it affects people very deeply. And there are parts of this world where whole people groups um, are Part, systematically in poverty. Parts
0: of our country. Parts
1: of absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, food deserts in this country. Um, yeah. You know. So again, I think the carefulness and consideration and kindness we take um, on a topic like this is. Is imperative. We're never going to do it right, um, so it's easy. I feel like to sit here and <laughs> pontificate, but nonetheless, to to make some progress and and help listeners and 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 hopefully again spur conversations for people who listen to this and trust us to speak on such weighty and um, difficult topics. Uh, ironically, mm-hmm. I wonder if that statement's relevant right now. Whoever doesn't know history is almost doomed to repeat it, mm. and. You know, there is some records of, of of humans on this earth who attempted whole societies and spaces where the whole agenda was to get everybody the same amount of stuff, the same amount of money. And um, in nearly every case, that doesn't seem to work out worked at worked all. Well. Um, so I'll just leave that on the table for everyone's consideration. And, then, and that's a brief amount of research and study and reading that I've done. I don't pretend to be a historian at all. Um, but... But it doesn't seem to have have worked. So, so what does work? Because I just I want to d- dignify the feeling. Well, if I had money, stuff would be easier. A lot of that can be true, can be very true. Um, you start talking about medical care. Um, wow, all over the world, if you had more money, you know, can can you get better? Healthcare, stuff like that. I,
0: I want to bring a unique perspective into this conversation. Please. That um happened to you and I recently. So <laughs> we still we started our iCloud account. Shared, remember back when on iCloud, this is going somewhere by the way. But okay. remember on iCloud when you used to have to like purchase songs and purchase movies? Yeah, yeah. Like back when it started a long time ago. And we had one iCloud account that we would purchase songs and we purchase songs on and movies on. So when we set up our phones, we set it up with the same iCloud account. Yep. Because we didn't want to have to buy the songs twice. And then family sharing came out and thank you Apple for fixing that, but we still have not done the work that we need to do to separate out our iCloud. So Oh, right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so like we get each other's FaceTime sometimes and you know, yes, it's, it's it's kind of annoying. But we also get the same news stories. Yes. Like, they think we're the same person, so they feed us the algorithm or whatever feeds us the same news stories. And so the other day, you and I both got a news story about an uncontra- uncontacted tribe. And interesting, we both clicked on it. Like, you know, there's like 20 news stories, maybe click on three a day <laughs> or whatever. Um, we both clicked on it, which I'm curious why we both clicked on it. But um, you read the article, did you?
1: I did actually, yeah, in and the tub. And, like, no one needed to know that. I,
0: yeah, no one. Well, it's where you read your news stories and pray. Yeah, it's true. which is what my dad used to do, and I thought was weird, but now you do it. So oh, I thanks, know.
1: Dad, for showing me the better
0: way—the <laughs> way at the bathtub. Yeah. Um, so we read about this uncontacted tribe that are that live on an island the size of Manhattan off of the nation of India, and basically, no, they have not had any. Contact with the outside world from this island. Why and why? It, in it our glo, right, in our globalized world, that's pretty crazy to think of that being a reality that we still live in. But obviously, we have. I think they say about a hundred people live there, so a small tribe. We have no they idea. Think. Yeah, yeah, they think. Again, people haven't even been there. They they think that by counting like the boats and people who come out in boats to fish and trying to categorize and figure out how many people yeah. live on live on this <sighs> island. Crazy um, and again, we have no idea what life is like or what we're talking on- about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding somewhere. <laughs> but, but here's this group of people. They don't have Western money. They don't have Western medicine. They don't have they don't have sports and they don't have Cars, and I don't even, who knows if there's electricity. You know, so many so many yeah. things that- Well,
1: reports where everyone had a fire, kind of like a bonfire area right outside their their hut. All
0: right outside their hut. Yeah, so mm-hmm. no permanent structure. So you're guessing- I read you know, it's the probably, article. Yeah, you should have pointed. Good job. You proved it. Thanks. Um, is that tribe any less happy? Right. Is what I'm getting at. Because they I know why
1: we read the article in response have, to what you're asking. Yeah, we so, read yeah. the article because we thought- Whoa, that sounds amazing! Whoa, whoa, that would no one contacted them. They're just happy. They're just together,
0: right? Like we definitely, I definitely idealized oh, it. Oh, we were, I life, romanticized uh, it, right, big time. Romanticized—that's a good word. Yes, yeah. like what life would be that's like. That's why totally. I read the article. <laughs>
1: Somehow the algorithm knows. Oh my word, this guy's exhausted. <laughs> totally um,
0: separate from life, um, you know. Until I you get that thought, though. Until you get bit by a snake, and then you really want anti-venom, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, beyond, you know the hospital you know, but if you don't know
1: it exists, what do you, you know, um, yeah. Are, are those individuals less happy? I mean, we don't know, we may never know, but, um, in my brain they're not. And so it really starts to challenge, um, the constructs of what so much we fight over down here on earth, um, is, is not even in play on that Island. Um, which is so interesting, with the exception of a few visitors, which is how we got the article, and some visitors who never made it off the island because they were they were killed and probably seen as a threat. Um, but are they less happy? Would they be happier if we got them Netflix? You know, would they be happier if we got them Nike? Would they be happier if we got them Coca Cola? Um, I mean, I I doubt it.
0: Yeah, and I think. I, I, again, this is an episode of questions more yeah, than answers. Totally. <laughs> um, but I think we just need to ask ourselves a question. I, the reason I use the term idolatry of economy, idolatry yeah. of money, is what are we believing we're going to find our happiness in? Yeah. And I think the reason that tribe, that uncontacted tribe can give us such a great mind exercise to think around is... For us to ask ourselves the question, am I believing in money to make me more happy? Am I believing in the things that this material world can provide? And furthermore, is that why I'm fighting for what I believe in equality or are we doing it because we believe in the dignity of all humans?
1: and you read my mind that's exactly where i want to go um one thing we can speak to um living in seattle living in los angeles two very affluent cities uh, not without their pain and problems and challenges and and a lot of marginalized people and hurting people but we have had the privilege of being in environments of very very wealthy people very powerful people very well-known people. And um, I hope this isn't saying too much, but I I must report um, (laughs) that you can be up and out just as much as down and out. And that might land really painfully for some people. But um, I think you and I, over the course of the last 11 years, have become very familiar with people who because of... Uh, enormous privilege and opportunity have amassed great wealth and great possessions and great things. And in some cases, that has made the human experience and the human soul smaller, weaker, and less fulfilling. Yeah, um, which is. I'm oh, sorry. I think I have been surprised, but I'm I'm not going to mince words here hmm. and pretend that that one of the things that gives us propulsion in this podcast episode is that. Uh, the idolizing of opportunity, money, income, housing, um, has been grossly exaggerated and misappropriated, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it was Jim Carrey who said, I wish that everybody could be rich and famous so that they would know. It's not about being it's rich It's not and about famous. being rich and famous. Yeah. Um, very similar to the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, yeah. where Solomon, who oh, was vanity. the wealthiest man, most powerful, smartest, most powerful, had... Thousands of concubines, like all, the yeah. And,
1: not counting his hundreds of wives, and yeah, yeah. and it, man, it, that guy was active,
0: right? As soon <laughs> as you really wonder, like, how did he? How did you do that? <laughs> you know, know. Like, that's a, that's a lot, tired man. thinking about right? it. <laughs> um, but Ecclesiastes is basically him chronicling the search for happiness and fulfillment. More than yeah. happiness, like not not a fleeting feeling, but a deep fulfilling. He called so many things vanities, like it's grasping for the wind. It's like an empty vapor. You know, it's like when you take off from an air from an airplane and you see these clouds and you think oh they're going to be so full and fulfilling and then you take off through them and you realize they're nothing the plane just went right through them that's what vanity is solomon is talking about in ecclesiastes he's like hey i tried money i tried knowledge i tried women i tried living for pleasure and all of it was vanity it actually didn't get to a level of fulfillment and happiness. That's right. And so when I think about that tribe, not to go back to them, but I just think, man, maybe they have really deep, rich, meaningful connections with each other because it's a hundred people and they and they all, and again, I'm romanticizing it. I'll, 100%, I'll say that, 100%. but but man, maybe they have all these distractions and there's just deep, meaningful relationships. And that's actually where true fulfillment comes from. Yep. They don't have the distraction of Netflix, although, I don't want to give up Netflix. So, <laughs> so I don't know. And we like- speak
1: negatively about Netflix, and we're like, as "Soon as this episode's over, we're going to watch a show." You know? <laughs> <laughs> like the utter hypocrisy. The
0: utter hypocrisy. Of it all. I um um. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I um. I think the state of the human soul is, in other words, sorry, circling back to say one of the reasons we are proponents of justice as we see in scripture as it relates to the character and quality of god Um, justice is um man being reconciled to god that is to say the created reconnected to the creator because there is a a rightness about that there is a homeness about that there is a pilgrimage about that that's like i have i have finally come home my soul can rest i'm home that pilgrimage to us is, is, is very important and significant. And so justice, I think, as we see in Scripture, is, is is there economic justice? Yes, of course. Is there opportunity justice? Yes, of course. But the ultimate kind of uh, zenith or, or, or point or purpose of it is, is really this idea of each and every human being is an eternal being who is to return again someday to their eternal home and to be in relationship with the architect, the designer, the creator, and and, uh, those who have not been given the opportunity to reconnect, that is unjust. We we, we see that as something that needs to be addressed. I I think, and I I celebrate all the incredible um, social justice workers all over the world, but, but to minimize it to merely the here and now, to overemphasize here and now is the end all be all, it's just saddening yeah. because if this is it. Um,
0: this is sad.
1: This is sad.
0: But it's also, and I know you're not saying this, but so can I just Please clarify? correct. Because yeah. it's also justice in that we see in the Bible. And again, you, you, I don't think you looked at my notes, but you know where I was going, which is God mm-hmm. is not fair, but he is just. Yeah. And that justice matters. Justice is not just about our relationship with God. It's no, also no, no, no. and it's not just about eternity. It also is about our relationship one to another and Thank valuing yes, valuing yes. each other. Because once we realize who we are in the image of God and I realize that you are also in the image of God, all of a sudden it I have
1: to address this. I
0: have to address this. And it doesn't sit right with me that I have tons of food to eat that I throw away and you have no food. That's right. And that's not a function of fairness. That's a function of justice. justice. because I see you as a son of God, made in His image, and and the fact that you're hurting and struggling is not right, by by the definition of who our God that's is. That's right. That's right. And and so uh, so biblical justice is that tension, yeah. always of uh, eternal, and it's reestablishing our relationship with God, but it's also here and now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a bad metaphor, but I'm going to go with it. It's, it's, uh, you know, in the chiropractor and the spine, I was at the Mm. chiropractor yesterday. It's like if the top, you know, vertebrae as it were, Mm. uh, gets kind of adjusted, there seems to be an alignment down the spine. And I I would say justice works like that. It's like, it's, it's pinnacle is, is man and God and that every man has equal access through Jesus to God to have a reconciled relationship. And then from that place, how can I say that God is who he is and I'm connected to him and not love my brother? In fact, the scripture speaks of that. It says, you say you love God, but you hate your brother. You've never met the man. You've never met the father because if you love the father, you love the kids. And so down here, our work of bringing the children of God together to love and serve and care for one another equally, if you will, is this expression of worship to say we have one father of us all. We love him and to acknowledge him and worship him and interact with him. um, I don't pray about it i don't i don't like i'll see if i i want to be a justice person that that that, uh, then you're not a god person because a god person is a justice person it's saying we have got to reconcile this relationship to make it plain in my own context on a daily basis our marriage is built on the same premise we work out our differences because jesus worked out our difference with god and because he did that for us i am propelled i'm compelled to say Babe, I forgive you. God forgave me. Yeah. I forgive you. And I have to do that with you a lot. I have to forgive you a lot. <laughs> so much. But um, that is the premise of why 24 years later we're we're still married. We have plenty of fights, plenty of things I've said to hurt you, and you've hurt me more than I can count. I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
0: But um, <laughs> we're actually, very true. Isn't it true though? Like yeah. the
1: justice in our own marriage is fueled by the justice that Jesus has brought for us with God.
0: Yeah, and that brings about true peace. Yeah. You know, we talked about the parables, the kingdom of God, the Bible says that th- that what happens in the domain of the kingdom of God, where Jesus yeah. is ruling, where there is justice, it doesn't say that there's, you know, e- e- equality, you know, although there's justice. But same. Doesn't say that same. So same. Same. Everything's yeah, the you. same. Um, but it says there is righteousness and peace, peace and, and joy. joy. And so often I think we want to have sameness so that we can have peace and so that we can have joy. Yeah. But we're actually looking for it in the wrong place. But at the same time, as followers of Jesus, I can't stand to see a child of God, somebody created, an image bearer of God, That's right. being treated inhumanely or unjustly. And I've, I've
1: because, I, because Judah and Chelsea Smith are not the whole image of God. Mm, yep. And when you, when that dawns on you, that I am one aspect of the brush stroke of god and that all of god's beautiful people on this planet all make up his images as children um i cannot but help defend the assaulted and the attacked and the marginalized and the overlooked and the minimized and the Mm -hmm. devalued and that's where the arbitrary side choosing of the world in today's modern era Based on limited algorithms that feed up the kind of you know articles right. we want about <laughs> island. And By the I, way, I'm telling you, they served up that article because they knew it would resonate because we're like we're so exhausted, we just want to live on an island. And <laughs> also,
0: we're so in our 40s that we get our news from the news app, not from social media. Like most people, don't even. Yeah, you know, great point. Right. <laughs> Another great point. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: um, but. But, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, uh, I choose humanity, you know, and, and, and maybe people think that's arbitrary and short-sighted, but, um, uh, we're all God's children.
0: Yeah. And that we can stand for justice without having to see an, an, an image of God that is only going to lead us to disenheart, be disenchanted and disheartened because things aren't there. Yeah. But imagine a life if we could let go of fairness, but grab hold of justice
1: and, and, and don't you think that for you and me, you know, policymakers have their place. Entertainers have their place. Uh, pastors have their place. Oh, teachers, philosophers um, have their place. Uh, coaches have their place. Um, doctors, lawyers, uh, police, fire, you know, you go, all have their place, but justice without partnering with God is a massive presumption. And Mm -hmm. to think that we will be able to execute right relationship with one another, we are the problem. So we can't also be the solution. Yeah. Um, We need a superhero and we need to partner with him so that he can not only change our policies perhaps, but more importantly, change our heart and only he, it says he holds the the heart of the king in his hands and he wields it as he sees fit and um he holds my my yeah. heart in his hands too
0: and there's so much mystery around so much. that but i i agree that that's a beautiful um a beautiful picture to attain to cuz mm. we pray that people can
1: partner with god partner with god
0: in that and see yeah. that and you pray perfect i would love to Ah, god we um we're here having conversations about things that we don't pretend to know all the details about. Because we want to see you and we want to know you for who you really are. God, I pray for Judah, myself, for every person listening that if there are any cultural ideas and ideals or idols that are coming against who you are, that are trying to inform us of your character, that are not you, In the name of Jesus, I pray that we would let go of those things and we would see you for who you really are, which is a father full of love and full of justice and wanting to bring righteousness and peace and joy to all of your children. God, I pray that you would help us let go of our cultural ideals and grab hold of what you have said. God, for anybody listening who is struggling to trust you, who is struggling to trust that what you will bring about is actually good, and just because they have been victims of horrific events and activities and injustice. God, I pray that you would bring healing, and I pray that you would do a supernatural work in our hearts, that we could trust you for who you really are. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.